You're listening to episode 130 on Keeping Your Joy Through It All. Welcome to the podcast. I'm thrilled that you're listening today. Today's episode is going to be a good one. I'm interviewing my good friend, Brenda Epperson Moore, who has recently written a book, an amazing book called Rise Up. And y'all, I love it because she's transparent. She talks about everything that she's gone through. And y'all, she's been through a lot. You're going to hear it in just a minute. She takes you through the darkness and her transparency is amazing. And the great thing is she doesn't leave you in the darkness. She shows you the way through with the Word of God, with prayer, with declaration and affirmations over your life. She even touches on kids and family. It is some good stuff. You're going to want to hear it. And you're going to want to buy her book. You can find it at Amazon, ChristianBooks.com, Barnes & Noble. I'll link it in the notes. But I want you to listen in to this great interview with Brenda. Join us now. Okay. I am so excited to have a special guest on the podcast today, and it's Brenda Epperson Moore. And before she says hello, I just have to say a little bit about her. She's the founder of Ascend Women. This is where I met her, had the pleasure of meeting her and, and uh, speaking at one of her events Uh, She has the Morning Cup of Faith podcast, which is great. She's a Sony TriStar recording artist. She was Ashley Abbott of The Young and the Restless. She's currently in The Rich and the Ruthless on BET. And her new book is Rise Up. And that's what we're going to be talking about in just a few moments. But I can say myself that uh, Brenda is just a woman of profound faith. She's unashamed of her relationship with Jesus Christ. And on top of all that, she has three beautiful daughters married to the love of her life. Brenda, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you April, so much. I just, I adore you. You're amazing. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's, it's so great. And I was so glad to get your book um, in the yeah. mail. Thank you for sending that to me. And, and Brenda, if I can just kind of sum it up what, what I've gotten out of it, and sure. I want you all to get this book, and I'll put the link in the notes of this podcast so you can order it, but rise up, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Brenda has been raped, she's been bullied, she's been divorced, and I'm not trying to label you or anyway, but this is just what yeah. you said in your book. Yeah. She went without a job, she had no direction, doors were shutting in her face everywhere, she was out of money, breast cancer, this, this, this book, you are so transparent. You share your struggles, your challenges, your ups and downs and your persistence. And I love this and how God and your faith in him made it through. So mm-hmm. am I right on all those things? You are spot on. And you're giving me some food for that. I'm like, Ooh, that's a good angle. I never thought of that. Oh, I love well, it because it's, it's your, it's your journey through the darkness. Yeah. And, and this is a part I love. And I have to say, when I've seen Brenda, she's always smiling. She always seems like she's filled with joy. And I know that isn't the case always, but that's what I, what I think about you. You're so filled with joy. So your book is about going through all this and still living a life of joy. So tell yeah. me about that. Tell me a little bit about the book. Thank you. Well, you know, your sister, Lisa, so kindly um, endorse my book on the back of the book. And, and I just love your family and I love what you all stand for. And, 
you know, the people you help and meeting you uh, was just a light for me. And you just, you're an amazing human being. So back at you, girl. Thank and you. Thank you for reading <laughs> my book. And yeah, you know, I call it iJoy. You know, this book is a book, I believe it's going to be a series from um, my iJoy series. I call it I Am Jesus on You. And, you know, I do talk about, you know, when I was raped as a little girl, when my father died, when my mother ran out of money. And then when she picked me to feed us after my father died, we moved to Oregon. We had nothing. I was overweight. I was bullied by by kids. I was spit on <clears throat> I was, you know, I, I was filled with darkness when, you know, that rape happened and I had breast cancer and divorce and just shame in my life. You know, the only way that I can tell you that I was able to have joy was the supernatural power of, of God. There's no way in my own um, will or my own strength that I would have been able to overcome and go from a victim into victory with all of those things that happened to me, you know, a few of those things should have taken me out and others can be listening and saying they've been through more. Um, but I have seen, you know, when I was a little girl, I was in um, church camp up in the, the hills of Oregon and we didn't have any money, as I said. So I would counsel the kids in kids camp to be able to go to the high school church camp. And there was a man who is now, I think, head of um, evangelical church, um, Alton Garrison, who was the speaker. There was a few kids. There was a little girl who had braces on um, her legs. And I would sit with her when she'd watch the other kids play and she'd have tears in her eyes. And, you know, April in the middle of that church service on the mountaintop with no cameras in a log cabin, the power of God hit so strong. And I went to, um, gosh, it's just, I went to the altar with these kids and, and I was praying with them and they started speaking, you know, in, in tongues and the power of the Holy Spirit hit so strong and I'm praying with them and crying. And it was the most beautiful moment. And then Alton said, look, look what God is doing. And we looked up and there, here, there was this girl standing on the stage took her braces off and walked. Oh my word. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, April, from that moment on, nobody could ever tell me that God isn't real and he doesn't heal today. So that same power that healed her outwardly, that you could see that manifestation is the same God who heals us inwardly from bondages, from fear, from self-hate, from anger, from anxiety. That is what I talk about in my book because when I was raped, I carried that shame and I hated myself. When, when my father died, I hated God. And then he took me from a kid who was being beat up, who was beating others up, who hated myself to when I accepted him in my heart to that kid who, you know, yeah, I saw Jesus. He was this guy in pictures on a wall and he seemed to like kids and sheep a lot. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, right. I like sheep. I work on a farm. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know him. I hadn't felt the presence of power that hit me at a candlelight service in the middle of nowhere. And look, I give a shout out to those pastors in those little churches in the middle of nowhere who are weekly, daily feeding the sheep because I I was standing there and that pastor had an altar call and I began to feel a love holding this little candle in my hand as a young girl. 
and experience the love from a father who lost my father that I never knew possible. And when the power of God hit me and I said, yes, and I accepted Jesus into my life, it was like a lightning bolt went through my body and a love that began to wash away that hate and that anger and, and tear away those strongholds and bondages over my life. It wasn't some of it was all at once, but some of it was a daily walk then that I had to live out. I began to read my word. And that's what I talk about. You know, at the end of each chapter, April, I tell everyone, implement these challenge questions into your life. The right. daily things that you do. I think it's Max Lucado who says, you know, you can you can um, see somebody's life by watching the small things that they do every yeah. single day, right? Good, yeah. And you do that. I love, love, love that you do that. You give challenge questions at yeah. each chapter. And then you also give small steps, which I am all about, small yes. steps that you can take. And you make it so easy and so doable. And mm. then you do this. And this is my next question to you. You give a prayer at each at each chapter. So, Brenda, I always say this. Don't allow what you currently see to cause you for, to forget what God has already said. How important is prayer and keeping the faith in spite of what you currently see? Oh, you know, that's so incredible. And I am a huge believer in prayer and in Bible reading and memorizing scripture. And that's why I have a prayer at the end of each chapter that God, I feel, just spoke to me for the reader. And then I, you know, sprinkle scripture throughout the book from my book of promises that I speak aloud every morning. Prayer is pivotal. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key that unlocks our faith into the heavenly realms. Prayer is the key that unlocks our relationship with Jesus Christ. Prayer is the line of communication that opens doors. Prayer is the very thing that dispatches warring angels on our behalf to do battle for for that situation or for that um, struggle that we're facing. Prayer makes what is limited in the natural limitless in the supernatural. You know, it's not enough to just know the word of God. We have to decree it. We have to speak it. We have to proclaim it because when we pray and then we use God's word, we cut the head of the enemy off. We weaken him. And when we speak God's word, it is a double-edged sword that pierces through the dark places or that darkness that we're feeling or that anxiety, or maybe people are, are facing suicide when they pray and they agree and they they surrender and submit themselves under the mighty hand of God, he will lift us up and bring us out of those dark places and that anger and begin to fill us with his light and his life, which is endless and yeah. which will tear down those things that that seem to be holding us in bondage because so many people now why rise up is so important are filled with anxiety about today yeah. or tomorrow or walking out of their house or meeting people or what they're going to do or what the world's you know going to do or turn next or you know just just so many things but yeah. we can't look to the world we have to look to the lord in his strength and seek his face always so i talk about how 
powerful prayer is and how it is the key to unlock the limitless possibilities in our lives. And so, so Brenda, I like to give the listeners an actionable step, just like you do in your book. How, how do you start your day? What is something that you declare over your life on a, on any given day? Yeah, thank you. So my book rise up. Um, <clears throat> I talk about my book of promises and I wake up, I walk downstairs, I grab my cup of coffee, <laughs> I grab <laughs> my Bible and my book of promises, and I begin to read my Bible and I have my book of promises. And I speak scriptures like Exodus 23, 25, you know, serve the Lord, your God, and he will bless your bread and water. And he will take away sickness from among my family and me. I speak scriptures like Isaiah 55, the spirit that is on you and the words that I have put in your mouth will not depart from your mouth or from the mouth of your children or from the mouth of your children's children or their descendants from this time on and forevermore. I decree and declare scriptures out of Deuteronomy 28, that the fruit of my children's womb will be blessed, that we are the head and not the tail above and not below. So I began to speak those scriptures. I have them written down. And I think it's so important to whatever you're facing. Um, If you're facing, you know, fear, um, you know, speak Psalms, you know, I will not fear. I will trust in God, a simple scripture, just like that. When I had was told that I was in my doctor's office, I had breast cancer and I just sat there and she shut the door and said, I'll be back. Fear, literal fear, April began to grip my leg and I felt it paralyzing. I couldn't move my legs. It was crawling up my body Mm -hmm. as I began to just not know what I was facing. And that fear was trying to paralyze me. You know what I did? I did exactly what I'm telling you to do. Yes. I said a simple scripture that I taught my oldest daughter when she was a little girl and be afraid. I said out of Psalms, I will not fear. I will trust in God. I will not fear. I will trust in God. I will not. And I'm crying and I'm whispering that and speaking that out of my mouth. And as I spoke God's word, and this is the truth, that fear that was up to my knees Mm -hmm. began to leave. And I could feel that paralyzing fear leave. I could move my leg and then I could move my ankle and it left the room. Awesome. That is the power of God. Emotions come and go, feelings change, but God's word never changes. That's right. That's powerful. You know, just taking that simple scriptures, uh, saying something simple over your life can change things. And so the the importance of declaring the word of God, I'm a firm believer in that. And I love how you read it. You write it down, you read it and you declare it every day. I just, you know, I'm from a background of that. My mom spoke the word over us every day. My dad did too. I do the same for my children. So what we do as adults, we're teaching and training our kids to do. And so uh, we just need to be mindful of that. This this book, Brenda, I'm going to go to chapter 16. It's called Pulling the Weeds. And I just want to read this for the listeners. It's so good. You said, I had some beautiful vines in my life that were not growing so well. So I had to clear the weeds, parentheses, people around that were perhaps slowing me down or delaying my destiny. Mm -hmm. I love that. This is so, I I get chills reading that. Let me skip down. It says parenting is much like pulling weeds. Mm -hmm. Every day, we not only need to be refreshed in his word, like a well-watered garden, but we also need to water our children with prayer, grace, forgiveness, hope, respect, boundaries, and unconditional love because the weeds in our children's lives will stunt their growth 
and not allow them to perhaps reach their full potential. That is so good. Talk about that. Well, you know, <laughs> I, you know, really believe, you know, Proverbs 22, um, like I said, it says, start the children off in the way they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart from it. You know, it, I say it's simply monkey see monkey do, right? Yeah. So if we, we can talk at our children all we want and tell them what to do, but it's more power, powerful to show them what to yeah. do. How do we do that? We show them by our daily walk. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. And I talk about that, how many times I've messed up, but I go to my kids and say, Hey, I'm sorry. You know, I shouldn't have done that, or I shouldn't have gotten upset and how life saving and transformational the word of God is. And I, I see, they see me speak it out. They see me pray it. And when they were little kids, I would I would tell them every day and we would memorize it. Mm -hmm. And so we would go, I would drive them to school. Hey girls, let's speak a scripture. Isaiah 54, 17. Come on girls. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Amen. And we would start speaking scriptures like that every day when we would drive to school. And what I really have seen, I I like to say, I I like to stay pre-prayed up. So we stay pre-prayed up. So when the hurricane hits when our kids go off the tracks when they're dating a boy or you know somebody comes in their path that is wrong for them they attempted we stay pre-prayed up so that not only are we not pulled off track so that we don't go off the rails but we are able to move forward and make the right decisions for our children with God's wisdom yeah. because one of the most challenging things in life as far as I'm concerned is raising kids because you never know from minute to minute, hour to hour. And I have three girls what to expect or what, what is what hurricane or what's going to hit. So we need to pull the weeds in their life by taking authority over them because God has given us these children. And when they're in our care and under our care, he says, we have authority, right? To trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome the power of the enemy. So we take authority over our mouth and with what we say and what we do and what we speak aloud over our children. For example, when my kids was going through a really difficult time and really anxious, I began to speak over her room and over her bed. And what I did is I wrote scriptures and I stuck them under her mattress. I wrote scriptures and I stuck them in her pillow. I wrote scriptures and I stuck them under her sheets and she didn't even know it. And so she was literally laying on those scriptures and on the word of God. I took anointing oil. I began to, you know, anoint her bed. And those little things that we do drive out the enemy yeah. and begin to speak and begin to cause peace over their lives and pulling the, the weeds means people that are around them. We can't make them do anything, right? Because when we make them, it just causes them to rebel because yeah. rebellion is, is so big in our kids today. We have to show them and give them food for thought and say, Hey, do you think this person and what they do are, are is a path that you choose in your life? Well, no, it was kind of really not right what they did. Okay, well, if you keep people like that in your life, it really is going to draw you down that path. Maybe you should consider moving into this friend group or, and my daughter, I'll never forget. My youngest said to me, you know, mom, I really saw, and I was so blown away. And I was like, thank you, God, she heard me. It's not anything I'm doing. It's just God doing it, but me just staying in agreement. And he, you know, I always say, you guys will fulfill, you know, when I've gotten angry, 
You will fulfill the callings and the purpose on your life because I have prayed too hard and too <laughs> long for you not to. Do you understand? Right. <laughs> but she said to me one day out of the blue on the way to school, she goes, you know, mom, I really do see the value of people that you hang around, how it's so important to hang around people that, that are, you know, on the right track and believe in God and and have faith because that really will steer you in the wrong direction. It's just like, Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Oh, wow. I think Brenda, I think it's so important what you're saying in this book and her book, this is just a little part of her book. I mean, she, she shares so much, but this is vital because so often people are afraid to be the parent and you don't have to shove God down their throat, but you know how many times Brenda I have, I have anointed my kids' rooms. Oh, yeah. I mean, till it was greasy. And, you know, it doesn't, the, the scripture says a wise woman builds her house, but the foolish one tears it down by her own efforts. So, you know, be the parent, even if it looks foolish, be the parent, even if it looks crazy, because there's power in the word of God and it, it changes things. That's right. I'm such a big believer in that. And you're absolutely right. And, you know, it's it's difficult to be a parent. It's difficult to be a parent when you're perhaps struggling and in bondage or facing, you know, a desk of piling bills or, you know, going through a divorce or an illness and you're trying to keep your head above the water. And, you know, I I always say my book Rise Up is never to replace God's word, but people are using it with the word of God and reading the chapters, looking up verses and implementing challenge questions into their life and doing those small steps. Cause I really believe that when people finish reading my book, they will have more joy and more peace in their life and be able to move forward and, and find joy in their self and their everyday life, joy in their work and joy in life. And, you know, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, life is all joyful. We have a really difficult time in life right now. People are facing things that, that we haven't faced probably in decades. Yeah. But I really believe that when you read my book and you see how God has been able to um, pull those things out of my life and the darkness that was holding me back, because I really want people to walk in freedom. I'm an igniter. I realize I'm an igniter. I'm trying to ignite people so they can understand that they have a voice and they have a calling. And they have a purpose and nothing is too small, but it does start small. I talk about the mighty acorn tree. The little seed has to leave the tree in order for itself to become a mighty oak. But we have to do the small things and we have to take the small steps. And our kids are watching us and there is nothing more important than raising up strong, biblically based kids in a world of darkness, in a world of anxiety, and in a world that is really shoving a lot of lies down our kids' life. But the truth of God's word, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, you know, we, we, we have to purpose to, um, and, you know, this book, I believe is for parents and for, you know, individuals who are, because it's hard for us to lead our children if we are struggling and in bondage. So I really believe that when people read this book, they will be able to identify those things that are holding them back and then be able to be the parent and being able to be, you know, like you said, yeah, we can be friends with our kids later, but we have to stay 
grounded in him so that we are then able to lead our children. And this book will help you do that. So rise up for parents, for people who are struggling, who should buy this book? Who else? You know, this book is for everyone. I I got a a note from somebody that I, um, my, my daughter does a lot of modeling and and she's um, Jewish. And she goes, I'm Jewish. Can I read this book? I said, of course you can read this book. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. This book is for everyone. This book is for anyone who's felt alone. This book is for anyone who's felt abandoned. This book is for anyone who's felt silent. This book is for anyone who's been raped, who's been abused, who's felt unheard, who's felt unloved who's felt abandoned, who's felt darkness. I talk about all of this. This book is for the rich, the poor, the down, the outcast. And this book will help you identify those things that are holding you back and move into a life of purpose and freedom and a life that is filled with the powerful truth of who God says you are. And that joy will be able to rise up on the inside of you. And you'll receive, like we said, those practical, biblical, spiritual truths to help you ignite your life into a life of hope and joy and purpose and peace and freedom. Yes, we want that. (laughs) I love it. And again, I love this book, Rise Up by Brenda Epperson Moore. You can find it on Amazon. I'll put it in the show notes. And and, um, Uh Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble. Yes, everywhere books are sold, right? Christianbooks.com. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Well, I love it, Brenda. I love you. And I thank you for being on this program today. But before we end, I wish you would just say a prayer. And I just feel specifically, would you say a prayer for people who maybe have had what you talked about, those thoughts of suicide? Yeah. Let's just let's just end this podcast with a prayer and give some hope and life to people. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Thank you so much, God, that you are the God who sees, that you are the God who cares, that you know us by name and you have the hairs of our head counted. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit right now from anyone who is listening to my voice, that if there is the darkness of death or hopelessness or despair over your people, God, that you, by your infinite love and wisdom, would tear off that lie from their mind and from their spirit. You would renew them, God. You would strengthen them. They would mount up on wings like eagles. They would run and they would not be weary. They would walk and they would not be faint. Father, I ask that your men and that your women would rise up into the hope and into the calling, into the future into the purpose that you have for their life. No one is hopeless, God. And if you're hearing my voice and you feel hopeless or you have been believing that lie of death, we cancel it now according to your word, God, in Jesus' name. And we speak hope and life and purpose over you. God loves you. And no weapon formed against you will prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.